0: Hello and the blazing sun on the 9th of february sixty
1: one from the tenth of February hello, welcome back to another episode of Whistler and Vancouver places where we keep on telling you all about the fun, interesting places all around Whistler and Vancouver and British Columbia that you must not miss for our avid listeners or just you know periodic listeners or anything like that. You might know that occasionally we bring on uh guests every so often just to uh you know. Change it up and then give you guys a break from listening to just the three of us. So, this is going to be one of those episodes today where we have a guest. And I'm going to throw it over to Graham, uh, who's going to introduce our guest this week.
0: Thank you, Mike. Um, and uh, hello, Dave. I'm going to introduce uh, you and our listeners to our editor, our boss, our big cheese from <laughs> New York City, La grand Fromage. La grand Fromage. Karen Seeger, editor in chief uh, for Emons in North America. Uh, and Emons being our publisher. But Karen, um, we've known each other for ages. And I remember we both got talking about books maybe 10 years ago, and you had just published uh, Markets of New York City. I think that's the correct name of it. But maybe just sort of get things rolling a little bit, introduce yourself, explain how you turned from author to editor-in-chief of this publishing company.
2: Well, yes, Graham, we've known each other officially forever. Since the Gutenberg press
3: was developed.
2: (laughs) Right. And we've known each other in two different, three different continents, South America, Mm -hmm. North America, England. I guess England's a continent. Um, But yeah, no, I (laughs) I published a book. uh, I got laid off from corporate America um, happily. I had a great run and then it was time to do something new. And I published a book called Markets of New York. And it was a guide to the artist, farmer, food, and flea markets in New York City. And much like you, I had to go to dozens and dozens of markets all over the city and interview farmers and vendors and makers and food people. And it was just a magnificent time. And the book ran its course and it was fabulous. It was a, my publisher's second bestseller uh, after E.B. White, his essay called History of New York. Oh. Yeah, I, I, I would t- take number two to E.B. White.
0: That's pretty
2: good claim. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, um, yeah. And then a few years later, I decided I wanted to republish the book, and I contacted another friend at NASA, actually, who'd done a lot of publishing with different all wonderful publishers, and he introduced me to someone who turned into my fairy godmother, and she said, I can get you a book deal from Markets of New York, or I can put you in touch with a publisher that's looking for someone to, to work on an entire series of books. Uh, travel books. And I said, well, let's try the latter. Let's just start with the latter and see what happens. And uh, fell in love with everyone at Amon's and, and started on this new career. Um, my, the one constant throughout my career has been writing, editing and communicating. So even though I'd never been an editor per se, I'd edited a lot of things and including two books. So, you know, I was able to bring my marketing background and social media background to to the series, which really has helped it grow. And my international global network of fabulous people, which is how I found you, <laughs> Grant. You were one of the first people <laughs> I contacted. And then you brought in the fabulous Dave Dorge, who who, of course, uh, you guys created some alchemy with your first book. And then with your second book, which was such a yeah. magical book to read. It was I just was transported. And now we're doing a third book, which I think we can announce secretly. Uh, 111 places.
1: <laughs> it's a secret. It'll be a secret from now on. just Between us It's
2: 111 places in Victoria that you must not miss.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. Thanks for the nice things you said about it. How, how long have you been with with demons for I'm not sure when you I uh, started
2: in 2015 2016.
3: So, so 6 or 7 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And and it's when you describe to people who emans are and what they do what what cuz I I have a way of you know people saying well, what's this book what's with it and I got to kind of give a description of who they are what they do what what do you say I mean who are emans? Oh. what do they do what you know what what are the books about you know what what's your elevator kind of uh, little spiel that you tell well, people about music? the people
2: publisher they are a, a long established prominent publisher based in Cologne Germany which is a big publishing town um, but they're also family owned. The founder is still our publisher, Heo Emmons, and his daughter Franzi is the heir apparent. Um, and but they're still going strong. And their motto as a publisher is "globally, locally," or is it "globally, locally"? Yeah, like meaning that. they write books about the whole world, but on a local level. So, in a, so 111 places that you must not miss is an international guidebook series but they're for locals. So the books are not for you if this is your first time in New York or your first time in Chicago or your first time in in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or or in Calgary, it's not. We don't have information about hotels and restaurants. It's not, if if you live there, if you've just moved there, if your kid's going to college there, if you have guests, or if you just wanna get the heck out of your house, but you don't feel like traveling, grab the book and go explore your own city. That's that's our dream reader is someone who who lives in the city and gets to know it even better through our, our guidebooks.
0: So when you started, it was, I mean, it's a European company, they're out of um, Cologne, but then you sort of, uh, you're, you're the person on this side of the pond. So I know uh, when we first talked, you were like, hey, you know, North America, that includes Canada. So I think it had Toronto was um, I can't remember if it was published yet or it was just about to be published, and then you wanted to do Vancouver, and in Canada then I think uh, I can't remember the sequence. I think Calgary was maybe mm-hmm. next. I think Ottawa's. Ottawa's coming up, uh, but oh. I just maybe like which are the titles that you've worked on since you started with the uh,
2: in Canada? Uh,
0: no, oh, North America. Oh,
2: oh, well, I didn't do. I'll tell you which ones I didn't. I didn't do L.A. or San Francisco. Um, I think we had, I don't know, 12 books out when I started. Now we have about 45, 50. So, um, <laughs> well, that's, that's
3: a lot of editing, editing. That's, that's a lot, a lot of, of um, yeah. baby, babysitting. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. <laughs> where's your copy for number 73? I'm monitoring
2: your number of exclamation points, Graham.
0: Um, no. <laughs> uh, because um it's, it's been. Does anyone use any of the authors use more exclamation marks than no. me well
2: now they do <laughs> now they do because
1: i've limited you to one per book which yeah. means but how, do you-, one how do you tell a story about a steam donkey without exclamation marks that's my question it's a I steam like donkey
0: it, it exclamation, exclamation marks. Marks. well you
2: can use your one for thing. a
0: double urinal exclamation <laughs> mark.
2: i don't know about that one it is, it is pretty <laughs> extraordinary though um
0: we um
3: we, we love working with you, but the, uh, the, the, discipline that you must have to have your mind in order to have 48 different, you know, things on the go over the last few years. And, and the knowledge you have when you visit a city, I mean, you must just be raring to go. Cause you've read about it and worked on it for a year. I mean, because most of the cities that you've re- or you've done the books for, you haven't been to them
2: all. Have no, you? no. In fact, <laughs> I take the books with me whenever I go to a place, we were just in Chicago <laughs> last week visiting friends. And uh, actually they took us on a drive. We drove up through Evanston and we passed one of the places in the book. And I was like, oh my God, I know that, that work of art. It's by this author, it's supposed to be about space and it's this and that, and I knew it. And it was just sitting in a corner of some park on, on the lake. That it's, it's a pretty piece of art, but to know, I'm like, it's like seeing an old friend. And we went into uh, the Japanese garden, which is my favorite place in Chicago. Uh, I do have favorites. I really have favorites. Um, so yeah, in Paris, we've discovered so many places all over that city with that book. So yeah, I learn a lot and I learn a lot about history. Like like you guys have um, uh, Harry Houdini in Vancouver hanging from a building, right? And uh, yeah. Harry Houdini was all over. He jumped off the bridge and a bridge into the Charles River in Boston. Uh, we just went to the Magic Museum in Paris where Houdin was his inspiration, an early French famous magician. <laughs> I'd never heard of them, but he was he's named Houdin and Harry Houdini named him. And Harry Houdini tried to buy Houdin's estate, but they no. said no.
3: Wow. great oh, right on on jeopardy you would be an amazing contestant <laughs> because you just have such a such a vast array of knowledge about geography and history i do
2: i play world i play all those map games on 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 the internet and world and global and all of that and and it's uh yeah it's fun
0: <laughs> you ever find when you're traveling anywhere that you see something and you think oh that's good enough that's book worthy
2: <laughs> oh my god all the time I walk around I, absolutely absolutely and if it's a city that i don't know and i have the book some usually it's already in a book because our, our people are that thorough uh, places, well,
3: i wanted to yeah i wanted to ask you sorry i'm sorry to interrupt you going. no i was sorry. gonna
2: say places like edinburgh we spent a little while there and uh you walk through the city and you'd be like what is that? i wonder what that fountain is like what is that and I go and look and there it was in the book and I'm like oh it was a fountain of youth that some charlatan was selling water from in the <laughs> era and now it's just a pretty fountain you know so yeah it's
3: I wanted to uh interject and just so 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 I get it 48 books in North America you started out with America seven years there um doing your your magic expanded to Canada that's how we know you but then Beyond that, how many books does Emons have um, globally? I mean, you're you're the editor in chief for North America, but that's only part of the world. What's what's the rest of the portfolio? It's a couple hundred oh, books. Oh, it's almost it, now?
2: 500 now. Really? Yeah. That's Whoa. A lot of books Man, and okay. several million copies sold. But, you know, the German the German books were the first and their the goal was to write a guidebook to every town and village and city in Germany, which they've done, and so now they've expanded into other things like 111 wines, 111 whiskeys, 111 facts about about elephants that you must, have. and then have 111 places for kids, and uh, you know they did 111 LGBTQIA. They did one new book there, um, so we're kind of thinking about. So Germany is just they're off, they're off doing their thing with the 111 brand, but we're still doing the Geographic cities and towns and places and and it's funny on a, on facebook recently somebody said you sure don't have very many books about canada and I said <laughs> oh well did you go on the site because we've got Ottawa coming out we just we're, we're working on montreal we've got you know I, I may i'm looking at uh uh you know we've got victoria coming out and, and so it's nice to be able to say of course we're working on canada but we're new you know there's i can only do so many yeah. books
0: well and it- it takes a while, right? Like you, you need to, the, the, the whole process, and that's sort of a little bit uh, that we try and share a little bit in the, in the podcast. Initially, I think we started uh, talking about it because uh, I think we're having a drink or a meal with uh, Mike, and we're sort of telling the backstory about some of the places, because there's only so much you can put into the, the chapter, right, you've got a as the editor, you know more than, than anyone else. We got, was it 1,873, 1873 characters, spaces. There's a limited amount of space, but there's a whole backstory there. But we go through, we end up with 111, but we probably work through 150 or, and we'll or, or more changes and, and, yeah, and yeah, we got to do the contracts, we got to do the pictures, and we got to get the releases. And you get you know, emons as their press, you know, it's not just sitting there empty waiting for us, you know, for when we're ready. They they got that scheduled months in advance or a year in advance even, you know, when everything's gonna go through. So it takes a long, probably like a couple of years to get a book done. Yeah,
2: I mean, from from finding the right people and getting the proposals approved and contracted and then, you know, off the boat in the warehouse and sent off to bookstores and Amazon. Yeah, it takes it's but it's very human. You know, people see a book on a shelf and they Mm -hmm. don't know, they're like, well, can't you just get more books? And I'm, you know, like when Brexit happened, there was a shipping backup at the at Liverpool, the port in England. So, our, your books are stuck on a boat; they're just not going to make it, you know. Or at one time, yeah. I think a, a box got run over by a forklift somewhere and spilled oil on them. And, you know, but, but I mean, these are anomalies. But you know, there might be a trucking strike, or they might, you know, things in the world happen because we're all humans. And uh, that's kind of the nice part about the the uh, what the, my husband calls the sausage factory. Like you just want to buy it in the your grocery store. You don't want to see how it's made. But <laughs> publishing how it's made is really incredible. Like really incredible. My- yeah,
3: I, I want to compliment um, you and Evans on the quality of the books. And because um, I've you know um, I'm, I'm interested in the publishing business now, and it's a little bit more expensive to put those outside flaps on. Okay, no big deal. A little bit more expensive to impose the cover, so the cover is kind of—you know what I mean when I say oh, embossed, yeah. where it sticks yeah. out and the image is shellacked. Yeah. And it's a little bit—it's a lot more expensive to do it that much, that many color, you know, uh, separations and all that you do. It's a bit more expensive to have quality paper stock. So somebody said to me, "This is kind of like a mini coffee table book. Like this isn't a, um, this isn't a Michelin or Fedoras or Lonely Planet. This is something that's you kind of. So they're very—they're nice quality. You can tell somebody cares." And all of those things cost a little bit more to do. I mean, books sell for 27 29 or whatever you'd expect a book to sell for. But they're, I'm proud to, when I hand them out, people go, this is really nice and the way they look yeah. through it. You know, you could have you could have cut costs and not on the embosement, had the flaps and had less color. They wouldn't be as good.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thoughts. think that they're absolutely stunning. And you're right, the little beautiful icons on the covers are are raised and shiny so you know your float plane looks 3d almost uh, and yeah, yeah they're, very,
3: they're very nice books yeah and
2: they make beautiful <laughs> gifts that's why our distributor sells them at gift shows and and people give them as gifts at the holidays or or when somebody is new in the neighborhood or like i said a lot of mothers love our books for when their kids go off to college in a new town um or if they move for a job or something they, they're just nice gifts they're nice corporate gifts we've had uh uh there was a law school that bought um 111 places in houston for everybody on the faculty for the holidays you know just nice nice and and real estate agents wow a nice bottle of champagne in our book is just a beautiful meaningful gift that doesn't cost an arm and a leg like a house does. So uh, they, 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 they there's a lot of value. And actually, our distributor was like, your books are so colorful, you've got 111 full page full color photos. These are great value. And we said, Yeah, let's, uh, let's sell them. So uh, it's nice when your sales force really loves what what you create. But yeah, you know, we're, the books are printed in Germany, though. Which means we have a closer relationship with the printer, and it means that we can print in small batches, so that we update them more frequently. We don't just have books sitting in a warehouse getting out of date. It also means we only ship from Germany to the states or Canada. We're not shipping from around the world from, you know, the Far East. So, it's uh, it's all pretty, it's all very very well thought out. You know, they've looked at all the parameters and all the options. And this is optimized, so it's pretty great.
0: Um, so I was thinking, uh, you know, when when we've uh, launched a book, um, Karen's usually prepared us for some of the questions we might get. I was thinking I'd kind of like turn the tables <laughs> a little bit there <laughs> and say, okay, what are the, some of the weirdest, some of the quirkiest, some of the most interesting places in the books that you've worked with? Well, or maybe even any, any book. But I'm, I'm what I really want to know, though, is whether we have, whether Vancouver has the only twin urinal in the world.
2: Yes, yes, <laughs> you do. You have that.
0: Thank you. There we go. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> Chalk good. it up as a win yeah. for Vancouver. It's yeah, certified, verified, it's validated. It's Vancouver's new kind of But yeah. I
2: was thinking, and not just because Scotland is one of my favorite places in the whole world, but the bust of your ancestor, Archibald, and
0: Archibald. that's probably one yes. of the most
2: in-depth and personal experiences that any of our authors have had, like finding this story about your ancestor and taking it all the way back to the origins, uh, that maybe you can tell us a little about that, uh, but I think that story, I, I just, I love it when our books mean something or or add to the life experiences of our authors. Um, I also like tracking historical people around the country, around the world, like Al Capone. The, I think one of the weirdest oh, Al Capone stories, which was my first one, was the Al Capone syphilis cherry tree in Baltimore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: what? <It got> <laughs> Go on. In
2: Brooklyn at an early age, working as a bouncer. And actually, the chapel where he got married in uh, St. Mary of the Star of the Sea Chapel in Brooklyn is in our 111 Places in Brooklyn book. But in Baltimore, he got released from Alcatraz prison. And they took him to Baltimore to go to Johns Hopkins. And they wouldn't treat him. And so he went to another hospital and took over the whole floor. And all of his entourage was in this hospital. And they they did what they could for him. But by then, it was end stage. And in his brain, and it was not great so they did what they could they sent him a packing and in thanks to the hospital for treating him so well. He sent two beautiful blossoming cherry trees, which were planted in front of the hospital. And one of them died but the other one is now every spring is this glorious tree covered in pink blossoms and nobody knows that it was a gift from Al Capone for treating his wow. sister.
0: Oh, that's a cool that's story. Yeah. So cool. And then
2: we've got Al Capone's what? where he got married, we've got his, uh, there's a, a secret passage under a table in a bar in Chicago that led to another building, you know, and we track <laughs> Houdini all over the place.
0: And then we have, the, we have our kill wall. B- bricks at the Alibi oh,
1: Room. Yes. They yeah, were, the oh yes, yeah, the. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. he's pretty prominent. These people that get that, and we you know we talked about Houdini, and and um, there's some fascinating places and
1: fascinating
2: well, people that we we like to bring to light, raise them up in the world. Sure. You
3: are in such a unique. I just did the math really quickly, but if you've done about forty-five books in the last seven years that you've been the editor in chief for North America, times one hundred eleven places, yeah, I think 5, that's 000. about five or six thousand things that you you know you've read about, had to research, make changes to, seen the photograph. I have to tell you,
2: that's, that's, a, lot
3: of, that's <laughs> a lot of
1: interesting things that you have in your brain. You know, four thousand uh, nine hundred ninety-five places that you must find
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've already. Did
1: this. I don't forget the tips.
2: <laughs> oh, true. That tips are so great. But there is one story I have to tell you. Uh, I I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, where the Wright brothers were from. You know, the first first um, controlled uh, flight, flight, flight with an engine, and they were everything. I went to Wright State University, named after the Wright brothers. We all did. My dad taught there. And so, when we were doing one hundred and eleven places in Washington, d c, of course, we had to do the Air and Space Museum. It's one of the top three most visited museums in the world. And but yeah, yeah. oh. it's like, what do we do? Do we do about air? Do we talk about space? Do we talk about you know what do you what on earth could we say about that museum? so so, the author called um, the, the the Marketing People. And a, a young woman in the, in the department said, well, you know, there is one small secret thing that is so unnoticeable, and it's really, really incredible. And it turned out that in the new newly renovated Wright Brothers uh, gallery, where they have the Wright Flyer, on the wall with all their awards and all this stuff, they have a, a this plaque, a very plain a framed uh, image. No, it's not an image, just a frame, and in it, is a little piece of wood and a little piece of white canvas and and a letter from John Glenn certifying that he took these pieces of the right flyer to the moon. Wow. And he had them with him in his spacesuit. I think it was in his spacesuit.
1: I had never story, heard that
2: story. Nobody knows no, that story. story. And you will walk right by it in the museum. So
1: well, that's
2: kind of the thing that that I just the door learning about
3: your, your uh, you know your ability to kind of um you know edit out the, the the stuff that's more mundane and plain and make sure that you include quirky things is, is is phenomenal and you the tip you gave us when we first started with you three years ago was you know, something like you know, we like an interesting urinal <laughs> it's a, a tough one for Grant to get you know and he said, look, here's the one in France, here's the one in Vienna, here's the one in Rome. And I go, Well, there are not in Vancouver, you know? So so we finally found one. It was like a Eureka moment. I found out I, I was using it. I phoned Graham. I said, Graham, I found it. Karen's gonna be so happy. Let's call Karen. They can't call her now. It'll be midnight in New York. No, let's call I her. remember we were all so excited. Where did we found the urn
1: and, and Dave managed to know, scare what? a lot of people in the bathroom at the same time, <laughs> Taking photos, making phone calls. Yeah. You know.
3: So clearly, you knew what you're after. So we get it. The book gets published, and what's the story that everyone's interested so in? What's the story that ran on MSNBC, improvised. CBC? Right? It, it, people couldn't stop. So you guys kind of know what you're after. You've got a formula that works, and you apply it to every city. And I think that's what your success is—the consistency, you know. Well, people, it, the, the direction of doing book, that. We thought you're crazy book. at the time, and then we think you're genius.
2: People get a book and they flip. They're like, "Where's the bathroom? What's is the bathroom here?" <laughs> where's the toilet yeah you know where's the toilet <laughs>
0: um did we did we cover why 111 by the way
2: why you tell me that's the quiz I get on
0: oh no <laughs> <laughs> left, she turned that left, around
2: <laughs> and you No. um well when they were thinking about it, when Heo and his partner were thinking about this book um they were like, well, if you want to do a book, what do we call it? Well, 100 is a little, it's pro- probably done. 101 is a little trite. 99 is just not enough. It's like, oh, not enough. <laughs> 100, and, uh, 500 is, is a lot and it's already been done. Um, but they're like, well, the lucky number of the city of Cologne is 11 and they have a carnival every, to celebrate the city every November 11th and it starts at 11, 11 a.m. So they thought, well, eleven is a good start, but that's not enough either. So let's just put a one, and visually as a logo, it's perfect. And as a number of places to visit, you know, you're going to have something for everyone among the 111, and that's that's the story. Yeah,
3: story. it seems
0: to work. Always asked, yeah, it, it it seems to work. It's a nice quantity. and to your earlier point, Dave, about the sort of physical properties of the book. It gives it enough content, you know. It's got some heft to it. Yeah, but yeah. it's not uh, any any more would be maybe overkill. So it's yeah. it's yeah. Well, I don't know, for whatever reasons, it seems to work out as a pretty good number.
3: Couple of things, real quickly. We're delighted that the Vancouver version is being printed in German. And, right. Um, yeah,
0: that's exciting. Period
3: um as to uh you know how how many books get printed in a second language i mean is that a feather in our cap or is that just normal or i mean so we 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 love the title and we love the work that went into translating it. you know it's great
2: uh no not every title gets translated so it is a feather in your cap um they pick the ones that are will be of most interest in that market
3: of course yeah
2: and so it's uh it's a big deal and it's i just was looking at it online it's it's beautiful it's, it's a uh, hundred, I don't know how to say it in German. I can say it in Dutch, but <laughs> but uh, no, it looks great. It looks great. And that, you know, your cover is just so, broad. the cover colors, we go into a lot of thought levels on the covers. So we wanted green to express the greenery of, of Whistler. And then we had the bear and then we had the debate about whether or not there were grizzly bears up there. Or All black, black <laughs> yeah. and um, and for Vancouver, you there was no question with you guys; it was like a float plane. Then... Yeah,
3: they, they, yeah, yeah, it was great. The whole German thing I find interesting in that it really is a a country that where literature and reading and publishing are important. You know, and I'd always heard that that, and Cologne is a center of publishing. Yes. Uh, I wonder how many publishers there are in Cologne. There'd be dozens, I would imagine, maybe hundreds. Um. So, just a quick story. I was in Co- my nephew was living in Koblenz, and I was visiting him. and He said, "What do you want to do this weekend?" And he said, "Do you want to go to Cologne?" And I go, "This is just after we got the contract." And I said, "I think that that publishing company is doing some work for us there." So I went and visited <laughs> him. and it was really interesting to meet everybody. And uh, half the company is the 111 series, and the other half are crime murder mysteries. That's- tell us, <laughs> tell us a bit about that. Well,
2: you know, they just like 111 Places, they do crime novels that no. in every town and every city in germany and from a business perspective it's brilliant i mean you could imagine that if i'm sitting in in a this in cologne or i'm sitting in some town in canada and 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 there's a murder mystery about it and i know all the places and they went to my favorite bar they went to they, they're passing my kids school because they do <laughs> and and you say oh i love that i know those places but where's the book about my town? Well, guess what? There's a book coming out about your town. So you're going to buy the one about your town. Then you're going to buy the one about the town over. Then you're going to buy the book set in your mom's hometown. And so everybody wants the local local. And it's it's just like the books. They're books that are great stories in and of themselves. I mean, you can sit, we love armchair readers of 111 places. You can, you can read the whole book because they're just stories, right? And the crime novels are the same thing. It's There are great stories set in familiar settings, and that's nice. And emmons um, also hosts Crime Cologne, which is the world's largest crime novel uh, convention. And it's, it's not as exciting as you would think from the name Crime Cologne, but it is pretty exciting. <laughs>
3: I thought it might be a, a new men's fragrance when you, you oh. on and kill somebody. I, I just, I had Old Spice, but I wore my crime cologne before. Oh. I, but um, Mrs. Eamons, who I met, was it was a delight. And talk about a visionary in terms of what they've created. And they've poured their life into it. And, uh, and to, to see I mean, so 500, 111 titles, that is that's quite something. And then the other thing that struck me really quickly is just down the road from Cologne, I can't remember the city, but it's where Gutenberg <laughs> invented the press, you know? So the country of Germany cracks out books and they kind of are proud of the printing press was invented there, you know? And it's it's really cool to be involved with a German company for, for Graham and I, yeah. It is,
2: it is very cool. And, and you know, there's there are people there like our colleague, Laura, who is the cross-cultural bridge i mean she works on german books and french books and american books and and she you know so they they truly are connected and they have bridges and 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 communications in all these different places because because they put out we put out books in uh english german of course french and italian so the french the french books just got started a few like two years ago so so really Making a name in France, but they are incredible. They're just beautiful books and and sh- surprising books because there there isn't a guide to Britannia for in French for locals. There isn't a guide to Lille or you know Nice or or buildings of Paris. They're they're just um, they're very. When I show them to people in France, the book the smaller city books, they fall in love. They're like, oh my god, my mother's from there. I I, I have to get that book. So very relatable and very very human, you know. It's about human connections, and they they do that. Emmons does that really well.
0: Yeah, well, it's been great working uh, with with them. It's it's been a really I'm grateful to you for the introduction to them. Um, they're a great uh, company, and it's it's been fun working with them. And like you say, family owned. And I love that way that they they're able to approach a global business with a local perspective. I think that's really neat as well. Um, we're probably into the last few minutes of our available time, um, so I just wanted to make sure I thanked you for that. Um, you did mention that we're doing the Victoria book, so Dave and I are excited about uh, working on that. With we you only well. come up with 99 places,
3: so oh, sorry. <laughs>
0: But I'm still trying to find a really cool journal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ah. We've got some ideas on the colors for the cover and, and uh, what what image we might have. So the creative process is uh, renewing itself, and we're we're doing that again. Um, I don't know, Mike, Dave, any final thoughts? Usually, oh, it's last wow. nice job. To ask I was going to say. I was going to so, turn Mike, around. Do you so... want to ask if we have final thoughts?
1: I was going to ask, and I was going to say to Karen, usually we ask for fun, Karen, do you want to go? Are you ready? I was going to say we would leave I you to do. the end to think about it because these guys are usually ready for it.
2: I do. My final thought is that one of the things we value above all, above writing, above connections, above ability to do research, above you know, an addiction to exclamation points. Uh, <laughs> we it. Um, is we value nice people and people who are collaborative and people who are open to feedback and, and giving and taking feedback and 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 enthusiasm and that's you too and that you're on your third book and there's a reason for that it is because you're excellent thank writers you. and storytellers but you're nice and we love that we, we can't <laughs> i can't thank, thank you, you enough for that
3: yeah, you know, it's been it's been a, it's been a ball. We can't wait to finish off the next one and and continue on with you. And uh, yeah, it's it's a tough discipline to cram these huge stories into one page. That's, that's I think my final thoughts would be. Uh, and thank you, thank you very much for those kind words, Karen. We feel the same way. But my final thought would be, as, as a writer, you know, you're trying to always. You said to us, this is not about journalism; it's tourism. Like, I mean, it's not as though you're <laughs> this is not Shakespeare. But having said that, you're always <laughs> striving to become a better writer. And the, the discipline of having to be 1873, not words characters each page. What is it? I can't remember exactly. Including answer. spaces. Yeah. Including spaces. An so we're really confined an when, we, right when we do these books. And that's why when we we called you up, we you know we love doing the books, but there's so many backstories. We're gonna we're gonna launch a podcast. You know, is that is that okay? And how do you feel about it? We're not gonna uh, you know infringe upon any of our, our rights or go beyond the boundaries. This is just us talking about places that are in the book. And you were, you go for it, but it allowed, Graham, me and Mike, it allows us to talk a lot more about each place. We're not, we're not confined. We can have these go 15, 20, 25 minutes. And that's why we like, that's why we did the podcast because the book is great, but there's so much more, there's more to tell if people are interested.
2: Oh, it breaks my heart when, it, when someone's chapter is 2000 characters and I have to ask them to take out a detail, but, oh, it just, it's just like, it's like it cut off one of your arms, you know, it's, that dramatic.
1: <laughs> Graham, you've had lots of time. What's your final thought? Great.
3: Graham, final thoughts, Graham? you you got the ball oh, rolling I, on this. Got, I, got
1: I, gave, I pre-thought
0: my thoughts. I think I've already given my final thoughts. My final thought was gratitude. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Oh, these are the most heartwarming final thoughts we've had in this entire series. Usually, usually it's just us rambling about something else. Now, now oh. we
3: sing "Kumbaya." No, we now we just get, <laughs> get at it, business, and submit copy and go back and forth with pictures and presses and deadlines and try to crank out it. The Victoria book is scheduled to come out. Well, I've never so, thought I'm more
2: sure. about Queen Victoria. <laughs> curious.
0: I think about her
1: every day. <laughs>
2: Good Canadians. Good Canadians.
1: <laughs> So we do want to thank Karen for uh, taking the time over on the uh, East Coast. You said you're in Connecticut right now. So thank you for joining us We're obviously on Zoom again. But uh, my final thought was, Karen, you did have one mention that uh, Emons has been branching out into other books and 111 whiskeys and things. And I think when uh, Dave and Graham are done with 111 Places in Victoria, I think you've got a writer for 111 gins you must try. I think that's oh, we'll, yeah. throw that yeah. we'll throw that one over throw we one just found a Graham. new one. Oh, uh, there I we go, a- we only need 110 more. <laughs> <laughs> So that was my final thought. But thank you again, Karen, for taking the time. We always really appreciate it. It's always fun to learn a little bit more about all the different books around the world. The Al Capone one, that's a random one. Next time I make it there, I'm going to have to definitely check that one out. But to our listeners, thank you again for Taking the time uh to listen, we always like it when you uh send us your thoughts. So you can reach out to us at Vancouver Places Podcast at gmail.com or go to our Facebook page, Vancouver Places on Facebook. Tell us what you want to hear about, tell us what you don't want to hear about, tell us about all the stuff that you want us to talk about. And we'll keep telling you a bit more about the play. Actually, even more. Now we're up to what 333 potential places all around British Columbia that you must not miss. So stand by for those and we're gonna keep working through uh Vancouver and Whistler. But make sure you come back next week and then for a number of weeks after that and we're going to keep going keep telling you about all the places that you must not miss thanks very much we'll see you next time